is your host, Alex Garrett. All right, here on Alex Garrett Podcasting, it's Memorial Day weekend. And before I get to my next guest, I just have to say this. I posted on uh, Facebook earlier today because, you know, the Knicks are in the playoffs. The Yankees are in, you know, in the hunt for first place. We're at Memorial Day and the Mets are in first place. But I still, you know, they still want, uh, they don't want full capacity yet unless everybody's vaccinated. But I have one request because I love sports. I love the city. Around Memorial Day, it should be this hyped up. We got the Nets, the Knicks, the Islanders, missing the Rangers, of course. But can we please get visiting teams afraid to come here and play New York teams again? Can we stop being mediocre? Can we get fans in each arena and stadium rocking again? Because, you know, as Frank Sinatra sings, top of the heap, we are supposed to be at the top of the sports heap, and we need to get there now uh, to drum up interest again in New York City sports. I, I want to see it. That being said, swimming is a sport, right? And this Memorial Day, tons of people, hopefully if the rain does hold up when the cold weather does somehow disappear, I don't know, but they're going to make their way to the beach if, if things are nice. And I'm sure my next guest, Anthony Capuano, you've met him before of the British Swim School. And uh, he actually, as a swim teacher, had his leg amputated, adapted to that, saved a man from drowning in the fall in Jersey. We talk about that. And now it's a little warmer, Anthony, and we get to welcome you back. Thanks for coming on this weekend. Uh, thanks for having me, Alex. Uh Great to be here. So, you know, people are going to go be hopefully going back to the beaches. Are you going back to the beach this year, this Memorial Day weekend? Uh, definitely. Uh, if I have the time after work, of course, I'm definitely going to hit the beach this weekend. And, and why I brought you on is because maybe from last year to this year, people have adapted to certain things that happen in their life that they may be feeling down about, uh, but not to let them stop them. So, let me ask you this. After your amputation, you know, your first Memorial Day after, what was that like? Were you able to just r jump right back in? Like, did, uh, did well, that... yeah, basically, I didn't really, I kind of didn't really miss a step. It was just in my head. I was just like, okay, I need to be able to get close to the beach so I could take off my leg and then just go in the water. That was really my only concern. So you had no mental really... setbacks? No, not really. And again, I do understand, you know, some people may feel like, you know, embarrassed or whatever. But to be perfectly honest, if you just go with a group of friends, uh, you'll be fine. Like, it, it's totally fine. And again, all you have to do is jump in the water if you already know how to swim. But yeah. How excited are you that this is happening? I mean, we're 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 becoming a little more opened up here i don't know what it's like in jersey parks but uh for you personally seeing this holiday hit right now how excited are you i'm very excited i'm actually uh i can't wait until all of this uh these COVID restrictions are lifted and i saw that the governor had lifted something about uh the mask being outside etc things like that so I'm just curious as to see how things are going to slowly move back to normal, basically. And uh, hopefully uh, more people will sign up for swimming. We can get people taught how to swim. Well, I know swimming is a very necessary life skill, and it's uh, it, it's sort of a good way to remind people that, right? Because Memorial Day, people love to just jump in the pool. Do you ever find them just jumping in not knowing what they're doing, though? I never, I didn't ask you that last time. Oh, yeah. That's funny that you say that. So at a British Swim School, we have a... Uh, we have a name for that. We call them minnows. And these are tend to be kids that love the water and will jump in and don't know what they're doing. And not, not a good idea. And so how do you guys fix that up? 
Well, basically, you know, we teach them formal swimming lessons, and uh, what we do is we make sure that they have their survival skills uh, first. So, uh, fun fact, safest place to be in the water is on your back floating. Why? Because you can breathe and call for help. And uh, essentially, in uh, Survival Week that we're hosting at uh, Bridgeton School right now, we actually are very... um, we're very specific on this skill because as we like to say in the middle level, we teach the beginner backstroke as well. So this is the minimal amount required for you to move around the water to get to safety. And again, safest place to be in the water is on your back floating. So you can call for help. And again, if you use the beginner beginner backstroke, we like to say, look here, plain soldier, and that'll help you get to shore or the pool wall or the ladder, you know, things like that. Well, you know, Survival Week sounds like a fun week. How many years have you been doing that? Uh, If I'm not mistaken, since the start of the company. Uh, So we have it every few months. And again, we really focus on teaching kids how to uh, assist their friends in the water. So, for example, one of the main things that happens to a lot of people, and it's been in the news a couple of times already, where you get into a situation where you're, let's say child falls into the pool and you yourself don't know how to swim and you go in and you try to save them yourself and then now we have two drowning victims. So instead of that happening, what we try to do is teach kids what to do in those situations. And what we like to say is reach or throw, don't go. And we teach them how to use maybe a rope, a stick, a noodle, a shirt, and we tell them how to lay on their bellies and throw the sticks into the water and we say you're not a lifeguard you don't know how to swim yet right you're still learning right and they're like yeah 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 so this is what you do when you uh save your kid you put you and then again we just show them how to pull them out of the water especially in the sense of where you have let's say a heavier child in the water or a heavier person in the water and it could be a child saving you but even they can save you if they just lay on their belly and uh pull you in a certain way especially one hand over the other like that and not just like this pull emotions because one of the main things that can also happen is that person in the water can pull you in as well so again it's very important that we teach kids how to save other people and with that in matter adults as well how to save other people without panicking and trying to jump into the water yourself when you yourself don't know how to swim yet. Now, outside the school, are you a lifeguard as well, Anthony? Do you, do you stay by the Oh, pool? yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I'm a lifeguard because, you know, I'm required to be a lifeguard. Okay. Uh, but uh, I don't formally work as a lifeguard, like, outside. But as, you know, as we already know, being a lifeguard, if, you know, something happens, you're liable, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, you did what you did in the fall as a good person to fix, to help yeah. a man that was drowning. You hopped in there. You took off your leg and jumped in there. But I got to ask, that also had to be instinct because you've been around the water for all these years, too. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. Um, I just, honestly, for me, it's just, I, I'm just really trained to uh, respond to someone calling for help, especially I don't know how to swim, and only because I've just been around family members who have fallen in the pool, and, you know, I've not necessarily saved them, but, like, they fell in, I went to go get them, because they didn't know how to swim, or they they had a cramp, I, I pushed them to the wall, things like that. So I guess you could say I've always had an instinct for it, but, again, 
main thing is that I am trained to um, watch kids all day. So I'm very like adamant about like I can hear a big splash in the water. I'm already turning my head to make sure that no one's falling in. So, you know, like last summer the pools were kind of iffy opening. Some opened, some didn't, some had to reclose because of COVID. Um, yeah, but, but, yeah. But no matter what, I mean, do you see a, um, uh, let's see, do you see a spike in possible things where lifeguards are going to have to come back into play here because people will be back out? Like, I feel like it's time to be alert oh, again. In sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, if when everything returning back to normal, um, that was already a concern of us, and that was already a part of our mission to make sure that uh, everyone knows how to swim and is uh, can survive in the water. But again, uh, the main thing here is that Swimming is a life skill, and you should start it as early as possible. And you can even uh, start your kids learning how to swim at three months old. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible because we see a lot of kids under three who are doing things like floating and jumping into the water and coming up off their backs all by themselves, things like that. Well, one, one last thing, because actually you're more diverse than just the pool. You have got your own tea company, which I want to talk to you about in a second. Oh, yeah, I definitely do, yeah. But, uh, and it's good to be versatile, man, I'll, t- I'll tell you that. But uh, we're at the Olympic sports season. They're going to go to Tokyo, I believe, this year. I think it's still happening. But, you know, swimming is part of our culture, right? We've uh, idolized Michael Phelps. We've idolized Dana Torres, yeah. actually. A lot of these people... Do you ever find that, you know, these kids have parents that want them to become the next Olympic swimmer? Do you ever have those kids? Of course, like of course. And I'm all for it. So uh, I actually love kids like that because, you know, obviously they have a love for the sport. And uh, you can really see the difference in these kids because they, did I do it right? Did I do it like this? Did I do it right, Mr. Tony? Is it like that? And I'm like, yes, yes. No, fix this. They're like, okay, okay. So again, these are the type of kids that I just love to see because it's, in essence, it's funny because I see a little bit of myself in them because I was like that as well. And um, again, main thing here, swimming is a great sport for um, just in general because as uh, most people don't know, it's actually a sport that uh, involves all your muscles. And when people find out, swimming is very hard to do because of all the coordination. There are moments when you have to um, increase your flexibility or uh, strain your body or keep your body loose, things like that. So, again, it's a great way to exercise and then just keep in shape in general. But, yeah. How, how, how did you get into swimming? I, I think I've asked this before, but remind me how, how well, you got into swimming. Uh, I mean, I've, uh, when I was younger, I had a pool in my backyard and uh, – at first, I've always been a natural swimmer, but my dad kind of formally taught me how to do uh, freestyle, I guess you could say. And then from there, I was just always around water, going to the beach, going to like seaside with the family, um, wildwood, stuff like that. Uh, and then when I was around like uh, 15 or 16, I was actually in a uh, community swim team for like just for the summer. It was just one summer. But the point was my friend who also had a pool who lived around the corner from me would always invite us over and I would swim her pool. She was a lifeguard. She taught me how to swim even more formally. And then one day she was just like, I need someone to be on my team. You're going to be on my team. I was like, um, okay. And that year I found out that I actually really liked swimming. And uh, I remember winning the backstroke race or something, and they gave me, like, a lifeguard course. 
And that year, I also, my school actually brought back the swim team for the first time in like 10 years. So it all kind of mashed together. But that was funny. It's the same year I lost my leg and I was getting my left car certification that day. You know, and and I think people, if they don't know it, if, if they've had a leg issue, um, I, first of all, your your leg now has to be so strengthened because the water can really heal it. It can strengthen it, can it not? Oh yeah, absolutely. So besides strengthening it, uh, one thing the water is good for is kind of like you know a physical therapy, I guess you could say, because the water can make you weightless. So it's a really good way to like alleviate your muscles, things like that. So even just Swimming around, floating can be good for you. And and for you, I'm sure it's 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 as exciting as ever, uh, knowing that you could still do it. You know, I think that's that's a big plus. And you know, when yeah, people definitely. when people realize they don't they they they're not uh, they're able to survive in the water and they don't drown, that's got to be a happy feeling for anybody. Like, wow, I just did it. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm not afraid. I'm not drowning. Yeah, it's definitely a good feeling to see. I would like to say adults learning how to swim. And I would really like to encourage a lot more adults to learn how to swim. Reason why is because although it's a it is a life skill, but it's like, you know, most of the world's covered in water. You just in case you might want to learn how to swim, especially for people who I like to say are from an island like my family in Dominican you live on an island and you can't you should probably learn how to swim I'm just saying and, and but, by the uh, way oh, sorry go mm-hmm. ahead no I was just no, gonna say yeah. you know for those who have an MT or, or one of something don't let that stop you I guess is what what I, I feel like you're conveying here uh, personally though I think I've told you my swimming technique is flapping my leg in and out of the water because that's sort of like a panic mode I'm in so how do I get rid of that panic mode and just start going with my arms I, I i always worry that my leg needs to guide me in the well uh i would say to that question uh the first thing you want to get used to is acclimate yourself to the water and when i say acclimate yourself to the water you might want to lay on your back maybe in the tub get your eyes wet things like that um there's also a couple of things you can do, like fix your body position, and then other things that I would formally teach you, because I am a swim instructor. <laughs> but uh, basically, one thing that is really important for everyone to know is uh, you want to be really relaxed in the pool when you're trying to float. Uh, a lot a big problem is people strain themselves a little bit too much and then the other thing is you also want to figure out your own body type so one thing I like to say is some people are really just natural swimmers and some people are natural sinkers <laughs> something we like to call like dense bones dense legs or you just have a lot of muscle and that's fine you just happen to have to do a lot more work than most people and that's okay but you need to learn these survival tips, and you should probably figure that out. <laughs> uh, well, Anthony, I, I appreciate all of that. I, I just find that it's more of a panic mode than anything. But, you know, you also do things that are out of the water, like the tea company. So I want to switch that for a little bit. Okay. Uh, what's yeah. it like working on your own project while also saving lives? I guess my first question. Uh, well, uh, it's funny because I, I'm very into uh, nutrition, so... The main reason why I started the tea company is because I 
I'm a person who I don't like diet, low calorie. I don't like monk fruit or stevia. Like I try it. I try it because, you know, try it for the sake of being healthy. But it really just, it all tastes like crap to me. But point is, uh, I decided to make a um, tea that I think that, you know, tastes good. It's not as sugary as most drinks, but um, the point is that I also make it fresh. And as I was doing some research, one thing I found out in general is that when you do make tea, it only really lasts for five days. So when you're talking about, oh, like antioxidants and anti-cancerous, anti-inflammatory, all these benefits that you're supposedly supposed to get from all this tea, that really only lasts for five days, like after you refrigerate it. And if you don't refrigerate it, only eight hours. But that's, you know, like an average. And I guess with, you know, considering preservatives. But the point is um, I use uh, fruit purees to flavor the tea. And then I use um, or organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, vegan, free, uh, uh, non high fructose corn syrup ingredients, and everything starts with alkaline water. Punch this at first. But uh point is um, I know that the tea I make is actually going to be healthy for you, and it also tastes good. And then one thing people like to say is, oh, I don't like green tea. That's one of the ones I push the most. And it's because, you know, as in general, most people know all the benefits green tea is supposed to give you. And when you drink it with uh, a fruit puree, speaking, and not saying that I'm a dietitian, but speaking from like a dietitian standpoint, you're going, if you're going, you're it's going to go through your body regardless. So you're still going to get the benefits, even if there's sugar with the green tea. And then in my research, I found out that um, supposedly that sugar and green tea helps bind the flavonoid that helps you absorb it in your body better and all that. But yeah, point is I just wanted to just make a healthier uh, drink for people. What's the company called? What, what's the tea company called? Oh, Tony's tea. That is so, that's awesome. That's just catchy Tony's and simple tea at and the same day. time. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, t- so, like, Tony. so the logo itself, it says Tony's tea, but the full name of LLC is Tony's tea and drink. You know, I don't know if you know this. I'm sure you do because you've done the research. But if anybody has an esophageal issue, tea can help get food down. I've noticed that because of my own experience. Uh-huh. I need to use tea if I have like a blockage in my esophagus. I don't know if you've done that research, but personally, no, I, the, the, you know, congestion, all of that. Yeah. Sure. So. And I and then the uh, the other thing of uh, tea is. Uh, I'm finding out uh, lots of other fun facts like, you know, herbal tea is not really tea. The only actual teas are um, like black tea, green tea, long tea, and white tea because, again, it has those flavonoids. Not saying that herbal teas like hibiscus and chamomile and lavender aren't good for you, but those essentially aren't actually tea. People just call it tea. But you're just essentially brewing like flowers. Okay, so and then I've, I've got to ask you this because you're at the British Swim School, and what are the British sure. known for? The tea, <laughs> the tea. Did that yeah. ins- did that inspire that, you? That is abs- that had absolutely nothing to do with it, actually. But it's funny you say that. But uh, I didn't think it was. I I have never made that correlation. That is really funny. But no, uh, one thing though that I am grateful for is that British Swim School did say that they would uh, help me, you know, promote it when I have everything um, in order. So right now I'm kind of in like uh, this 
weird testing phase where I'm selling teas, but it's just like, it's at your own risk. <laughs> so right. I don't like a farmer's market vibe. But my point is like, I do, I do make sure that again, like all the ingredients that I'm using are already USDA approved. And again, organic, free, all of that. And I'm very transparent about my ingredients. I post some, most of them online not giving away too many of the secrets, but well, where can we is, find those? Uh, uh, not secrets, but those those tips you have online. Uh, well, uh, you can look. Uh, you just follow my Instagram page. I'm working on the website right now, but uh, the Instagram is just at Tony's T and J. So you obviously created this and, because you you saw a niche that could be filled. Well, not only that a niche, but again, I am big on like you know helping the world things like that because i i just you know that's just me and um i am also a reiki practitioner fun fact you didn't mention that last time and i, I love that because my stepfather is reiki as well and uh, I, you got this oh, spiritu- wow. your the spiritual uh thing about you anthony i, I love that and, yeah you know, i'm kind of like a modern day hippie but for someone who's had a taste of you won't call it fame but a taste of being in the news for something amazing like this that you saved a man from drowning by throwing off your prosthetic leg you're very you're not at all someone that's in the spotlight i feel like you actually would rather not be and just do your own day-to-day work i really would and if you're gonna put me in the spotlight as i like to joke around yeah sure we can talk about you we can talk about me too (laughs) and again the main thing here is that um I also wanted to uh, like spread the positive message. Let's just be a hundred percent like, you know, here. My main thing is when I first was being asked about, Oh, can you go on the news for this interview? This and the third, I really had to consider like, damn, do I really want to do that? And then I thought about, it. I was like, no, like a number one, first and foremost, I thought about it would help um, people just, you know, there's still good in humanity. I just find that there's a lot of people in the world who are very, you know, pessimistic and they're just like, oh, like the world is shit. I'm like, no, there's a lot of good in the world. You're just looking at it. You're just, you're looking at it half, half empty. But, um, that's why I wanted to, uh, like, you know, I guess you could say get the message out there. And then I also thought that, you know, it could help, uh, the swim school that I work for because, for me, uh, they're one of the best uh, swim schools um, out there, and I uh, am a person who am very passionate about teaching people how to swim. So even before I started working for the company, I would always try to help my families learn how my family members learn how to swim. So uh, point is, I feel like they have like the best message to uh, get people to learn how to swim. And especially their approach is very like Disney and gentle. And let me tell you, um, as I like to choke around, like, Oh, how, how did you learn how to swim? Oh, your parents threw you in the pool, right? We don't do that here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> Anthony, I got to ask you this. So you didn't know this story before, but I actually lost one of my crutches in the Pacific ocean cause I was out in the water oh, really? and it went by, you know, I went to the deep end of the water or whatever. And uh, so I got to ask you, did you ever need crutches? Did you ever lose a crutch in the water or anybody know anybody that has? Well, um, I don't really use crutches in the water because I don't need it. And uh, 
my thing was like, I mean, maybe that's just me. And I know I'm probably not supposed to do this, but like I said, I try to just get close to the water, especially when I'm at the beach. I try to get close enough, as close as I can. I just really just hop to the water or just like, you know, kind of go on all fours like an animal. I'm terrible. But um, <laughs> once I get to the water, it's fine. Well, Anthony, I got to ask you this. I mean, well, first of all, are you going to see your friend that you saved from drowning this Memorial Day? Have you seen him since? Are you going to, are you still in touch with him? Uh, Joe, actually, yeah, I've talked to him a couple of times. Um, this Memorial Day weekend, I'm not sure. Uh, he might be busy with his family. But you're, but, you're, you're still um, in yeah, touch with him. That's what matters. That, that's times, awesome, right? man, that you're still in touch with him. That's great that you're still in touch with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's, he's funny. He's a, um, he's, he, if I'm not mistaken, if that's still accurate, um, he's one of the second out of the two statistics professors, statistics professors at NJCU. So I definitely know him in a sense. That's awesome. Hey, you know, I was it was thinking, either him or the first. Oh, sorry. Were you no, 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 you're good. Anthony, I was going to, I was going to say, uh, a couple of things, you know, rolling in the deep. The deep end has kind of been talked about in the culture now because people are doing TikToks to rolling in the deep by Adele. But, you know, I feel like in 2020, we all kind of felt the deep end of life right there, right? So we were all locked in. And so maybe you can inspire people to not be afraid of the deep end in the water. And I feel like we're all afraid of that deep end, are we not? Yeah, definitely. Um and with what you're saying, uh, the first and foremost thing is, again, is you need to learn how to float. And not only learn how to float, you need to learn how to formally roll over from your front to your back. And then added to that in an emergency situation like we like to teach at Bridgestone School is um, you have to be able to jump into the water, come up by yourself, and then also get onto your back. And we call that jump and roll overflow. And again, that's a, a very necessary survival skill when it comes to um, jumping into the water. And then not only that, one thing I like to remind the parents when we're teaching our students how to float, a lot of people's issues is that they don't have, their, uh, they don't like the water going to their face and they have a natural reaction to like move around or look down or pick up their hands to wipe their face and all of these things will affect your floating essentially. And in turn, people will like just go into panic mode because they can't, they can't just, they're not used to the water being on their face and they try to look up and it just all goes downhill from there. So main thing there again, uh, to survive in the water, it's very important to learn how to float. And you don't even really it, it, you don't necessarily have to formally swim to save yourself in a survival situation. However, one thing that we like to say is a person is deemed swim safe when they can jump into the water, roll over and float, do something, a skill called swim, flip, swim, where you swim onto your front and then onto your back and onto your front in a direction. Um, being able to do a formal backstroke with your arms out of the water for about 10 yards or freestyle for about 10 yards with side breathing. And again, when you can do all of these skills, this is where your team swim safe. And that's where you, we would say, okay, you can use goggles in the pool now and you can be by yourself because 
you have all these skills to survive in any amount of water, whether it's shallow or deep. And one thing I like to remind the kids about, once they get to this level, we like to say uh, in Turtle 2, once they get to this level, you should be able to do all of the things and you shouldn't be nervous about being in deep water. And if you are, there's a problem there because you're at this level because you're supposed to have all these survival skills already. Well, Anthony, I got to, you know, I just think that and maybe you can have experiences and, and share a little bit. But for anybody who reaches the deep end of the water, you know, for the first time, wouldn't you say that drives someone to succeed out of the pool? Like if they know they can master that task, do you ever notice that it translates into everything else in someone's life, that that gives them the confidence to do more uh, outside the pool as well? Um, I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? Oh, you cut out for a second. No worries. Do, do you think that mastering the deep end of the pool can really help someone master everything else in their life? Like, do you notice a confidence boost once they hit that wall at the deep end? Like, oh, oh I can do everything else Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one thing that swimming can definitely do is definitely boost your confidence. Uh, in, in in kids, I would say a lot of shy kids don't become, uh, like, slowly grow out of that once they become confident in swimming. And I've definitely seen it where I'll give you a perfect example. I had a child, she used to um, come in, do all her swimming or try to learn how to, like, you know, flow. She was a minnow. And uh, what ended up happening was I would ask her to do playtime, and she didn't want to do playtime. She would just want to go home. And then one day, she just was like, she put the ring on and just got in. And I was just like, you're doing playtime? And she's like, yes. I was like, okay. I'm I'm so happy. You, you do playtime. Here's some toys. And she was just, you know, by herself near the stairs at first. And then slowly but surely, she came out, played with the kids, was having fun, doing playtime. And again, it took a couple of weeks, but um point is it can definitely boost your confidence. And in for adults, um, like I said, like not for nothing, uh, one thing swimming can definitely do is help with depression for my adults out there, and anxiety as well. And I've definitely seen a lot of adults where they learn how to formally swim. And, like, you can see it. Like, they they come in happier. They look happier. They're glowing. All of these things. And I would say swimming can definitely boost your confidence. And just because I'm a Reiki practitioner, let me tell you, yeah, uh, swimming can also help with your sacral chakra. Well, you know what? You just teed me off for another question for another podcast. Okay, let let's let's sure. stop right there. But let's let's uh, pick up on that next time because that sounds like a very intense conversation that's beyond just learning how to swim and and, and swimming technique. This is a spiritual thing that you want to get into. So let's do that over the summer. Sure, why not? And hopefully, I get to meet up with you and then maybe swim with you guys. I don't know, maybe one of those days. So, well, I would love it if you came to uh, sign up for a formal lesson. I could probably get you a discount. I have to talk to the owner about that. But uh, yeah, if you wanted to sign up, uh, I definitely would give Bridgeford a cool call. I'll even give him a heads up. And like, yeah, and we can definitely get and that for, process going. And for anybody also, what's that number just so they have or website? Sure. You know what? That's great. So let me just look it up. British Swim Pia. Hold on one second. I, I don't even know the number myself. That's pretty bad. One second. British Swim.
I'll edit this out so it'll be a little more tightened up. Sure. So let's see. Our formal number. This is insane. Then while you're looking up, the Knicks are offering tickets to just fully vaccinated people. That's oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's BS, man. I'm sorry, that is BS. Come on. And I'm here. I am saying we need to pack the arenas. The Knicks listen to me and say, no, 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 we're not doing that. That's funny. <laughs> oh man, but anyway, uh, so for the number, uh, it's eight four four. Five seven six two seven nine six, and that's for British Swim School in the Hudson waterfront area. And if I'm not mistaken, we also have a location in Clifton now as well. Well, Anthony Capuano, this has been great. Thanks for coming back on, and let's keep going in the series. I love, I love our vibe. I love the conversation. So come back. Yeah, come sure. Back. Next, next series: chakra, Reiki, metaphysical. Stuff. <laughs> and if anybody has a question about that, feel free to email uh, Anthony or I. I'm at alex at alexgnyc.com. Anthony, uh, yeah, what, what's I, your not, email? D- my email? Well, uh, my email is uh, tonystnj at gmail.com. That's one of them, my business one. But for, like, if you want to say, like, questions about swimming or Reiki or whatever, you can just follow my Reiki page. And to remind everybody again that one more time. No, oh, I didn't say that yet. So it would be uh, Tony's, T-O-N-Y-S, underscore, elemental, underscore, chakra, um, uh, underscore, Reiki. All right. We will look that up. We'll follow you. And, Anthony, again, thanks for joining. And uh, do come back soon. And have a great Memorial Day yeah, weekend, sure. friend. All right. Definitely. I'll definitely talk to you later. See you later, Alex. See you, Anthony. Thanks again. I'm Alex Garrett, and this long weekend, quote-unquote, please remember those who gave their lives to make this weekend, this three-day weekend, possible. I'll have more thoughts on it tomorrow, Memorial Day 2021.